Hey, welcome back to the C3 Podcast. This is John McKinley, your host. And this week, Pastor Robin's continuing our series, A Year to Thrive. Here's a short clip of that. David's showdown with, with Goliath uh, is an example of that. We see that thrivers do not permit anyone or anything, no matter how large or threatening or powerful, to occupy their praise. We hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like, go to c3pottstown.com and plan a visit to join us in person next Sunday. Wow. God's in the place. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, back in uh, 2015, a young boy fell through the ice of a pond. He was under the water for 15 minutes. After attempting CPR to no effect, his lifeless body with their lifeless body, he, they rushed him to the hospital. And their efforts were also in vain. By then, the eighth grader's heart had not beaten for 45 minutes. When his mother, Joyce, arrived, she immediately began begging the Lord to restore her son's life. Her prayer was loud, bold, and intense. And before anybody could object or try to lead her out of the room, John's heart started to beat. Why am I telling you this? First of all, because it was a great miracle. Secondly, God spoke to a pastor's heart about this story. And the Holy Spirit made it clear to him that it should be made into a movie. He said, Lord, a movie. I've never done a movie. I mean, it's something he'd never done. He'd never thought of or even knew where to begin. And after consulting with some people, it became a movie called Breakthrough. Cindy and I went to see it. They had a pastor's review that we could go and see this movie. The pastor is an Assembly of God pastor, Samuel Rodriguez. They, uh, they released the film's trailer in December of 2018, and within the first 48 hours, it received 30 million hits. The song that was the theme song received an Academy Award nomination, and then when the film was released, it touched thousands, if not millions, of lives. Samuel Rodriguez said this, He said, I shouldn't have been surprised, really, that I ended up doing something so unexpected because God's vision is always bigger than our own. Friends, when you're living a holy, humble, a healthy and honoring life, you will be called to thrive outside of your comfort zone. I'm not talking about uh, if, I'm talking about when, because God always has a bigger plan for our lives than we can imagine for ourselves. 
based on what we see in the Bible, most of the people God chose to advance his kingdom didn't inspire, aspire to greatness, but simply remained willing and able to serve in whatever capacity the Lord called them to serve. In fact, many of them protested. They made excuses. I mean, just ask Abraham or Jacob. Ask Moses or Gideon. How about Naomi or Ruth? Others faced obstacles that appeared impossible to overcome based on human perception and earthly resources. I think about Noah and Joseph. How about Joshua and Jeremiah? Look what it says in Romans. If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and later in that chapter, it says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Friends, that is a promise that we can totally rely on without question. David was an example of one who never questioned, wavered, or doubted God's ability to use him according to God's infinite wisdom, his limitless power, and his divine will. He will always, he was, I'm sorry, David was always willing to trust God for the next step. And that's essential because if you want to thrive in the power of the Holy Spirit, You've got to trust God. Now, David, as a shepherd turned king, discovered trusting God often required ignoring others' advice. David's showdown with, with Goliath uh, is an example of that. We see that thrivers do not permit anyone or anything, no matter how large or threatening or powerful, to occupy their praise. And Cindy just talked about that. She says, even though all this stuff is going on, this is my paraphrase of what she just prayed. We choose to praise you. We choose to praise you. And we talked about this in, an, in one of the uh, earlier sermons of this series. The Philistines gathered their army and occupied Sukkoth in Judah. What does Judah mean? Praise. We cannot repeat this enough, friends, that the enemy always wants to occupy your praise. So just what Cindy prayed this morning, that's what you need to pray when the enemy comes against you. Lord, it doesn't matter what's going on. I'm choosing to praise you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, the enemy will try to distract you, intimidate you, divert you, cause conflict or crisis, do whatever it takes. You know, some, there are some people watching right now. Some people watching because 
Maybe they've got to work later on. They can't get here for the service. Maybe their health doesn't permit them to, to get here. But there's other people that are watching, and, and it might not be right now, Sunday morning, but whenever you have time, you, you watch a Sunday morning service because you just didn't feel like going to church on Sunday. Don't allow the enemy to rob you of your praise. We need to gather together in the house of God. And if you're able to do that, man, get out here on a Sunday morning because you will be encouraged, you will be inspired, and God will touch you along with all your brothers and sisters here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So many people have struggled to praise God during the turmoil of recent, recent events. But they're forgetting that this is exactly what the enemy wants of you. He wants you to struggle and to be distracted. I'm starting your notes now if you're following along with your notes. Stand fast in your praise. The enemy will use anything to derail your faith. He begins to defeat you the moment he takes a hold of your worship. If he can take away your willingness to praise God, then the spiritual warfare will tilt in his favor. The enemies of truth, love, grace, hope, always come after your worship first. It's, it's a tactic of terrorists, okay? What do they do? They strike your source of fuel, power, motivation, whatever it is. So cherishing, guarding, and practicing your praise must be a priority in order for you to thrive. Don't permit anything to occupy your praise. Don't permit failure to occupy your praise. Fear or anxiety, don't allow them to occupy your praise. If, if, if I were a betting man, I would wager that the enemy has tempted to occupy your, your Judah, your praise during these pandemic regulations or the, the economic turmoil that we're going through <clears throat> or maybe the global unrest that's happening. Don't allow him to take away your praise. If you haven't said it already, maybe this is what you should be saying. Get out of my Judah. You cannot occupy my praise. Why don't you say that with me? Get out of my Judah. You cannot occupy my praise. Now say it like you mean it. Get out of my Judah. Don't occupy my praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Circumstances can't dictate if you will praise. Remember that. You can't let the circumstances dictate your praise. The Bible doesn't require you to be happy in order to praise. I've heard people say, well, I just don't feel like praising the Lord. What if Jesus would have said that day, I just don't feel like hanging on the cross today. If anyone had the, the, the right to do it, it was Jesus. But he didn't. He went to the cross for us. The Bible doesn't require you to be smiling and joyful in order to praise God, the creator of heaven and earth. In fact, sometimes you must choose to pray. 
praise while you're crying. Sometimes you praise while you're wounded or hurting. Sometimes you're aching and you still have your praise. David wrote the Psalms. He, he often chose to praise God despite how he felt and what was going on around him. Read, read some of the Psalms. You won't, it won't take you long to find this. He'll, he'll say things like, I'm broken, I'm wounded, I'm at the bottom of the pit, but I will not refuse to praise you. Hallelujah. If, if you want to thrive, you must choose to praise with the same fierce determination. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil steal your worship. Don't allow any obstacle to occupy your praise. Now, the next title in your notes is Testimony Trump's Title. You'll understand that in just a moment. David had a testimony. People thriving in the power of the Holy Spirit are not intimidated by titles. They're motivated by testimony. When David followed his father's instructions to take his brothers some food and supplies to the battlefront, he didn't know what to anticipate. He didn't know what he was about to face. Standing so many feet taller than anyone else, there stood Goliath. Look at the way they identified him in scripture. A champion named Goliath, who was from Gad, came out of the Philistine camp. He's described as a champion named Goliath. Not an amateur, not a newbie at his first rodeo, not a novice or even a veteran, but a champion. He held the title. He wore the belt. He deserved the prize. Yes, Goliath had a title. <laughs> but David had a testimony. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thrivers aren't intimidated by titles. Thrivers are fueled by their trust in God and not who the Lord has made them to be. We need people to stop caring about their titles and start becoming obsessed with their testimonies. Thrivers are not concerned about titles. The Bible doesn't say that we overcome the blood of the lamb. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and our title. It doesn't say that we have to be the greatest uh, at all at some time before we invite the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. Look what Revelation 12, 11 says. It says, they defeated him by the blood of the lamb and their testimony. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says we are overcomers because of the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. If you want to thrive, it's time to stop being obsessed with titles Become enamored by the power of sharing grace-fueled, faith-sustained testimony about the living God and the power of His Holy Spirit that's at work in your life. When you have an up-to-the-minute testimony, you can overcome any title. Eventually, your testimony will come in conflict with someone's title. It's going to happen. It's, what does that mean? It means we're all going to face a Goliath. We're all going to face a Goliath. 
In, in boxing, you can't win the title unless you defeat the reigning champion. Some people want a spotlight, want the spotlight when they fought all no-name people, untested, unproven amateurs. But you see, when God permits a champion to stand in your way, it means it's time for the championship bout. In other words, you can't be a champion until you defeat a champion and you got the champion who's on your side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to talk more about uh, fighting your Goliath next week. But let's, let's finish up this message right here. Thrivers must rely on their testimony to fight for the championship. If you're presently satisfied with second place or third place or just amateur set a status, don't fight Goliath because the only thing you're going to do is survive. You will never thrive. Because if you want the prize, if you want to reign, if you want all God has for you, if you want to live life and life abundantly, if you want overflow and exceedingly abundant blessings and above all if you want to change your world you must be willing to fight the fight that others aren't willing to fight thrivers don't walk away from prophetic confrontations thrivers are not afraid to tell the truth they're not afraid to rebuke devils and cast out demons why because we can hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus because we're called to thrive in the power of the Holy Spirit. God is looking for thrivers. He's looking for spiritual champions who dare to stand up for righteousness. He's looking for thrivers, his champions who dare to fight for God's justice. He's looking for thrivers, faith champions who dare to face the giant and say, you will not defeat my family. You will not intimidate my destiny. You will not prevent me from thriving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Through the, work of the, through the work that Christ did on the cross, we are already champions. I'm telling you right now, when Jesus said, it is finished, you got the belt. When you accepted Jesus, you got the belt. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And because we're already spiritual champions, we have unlimited strength, unlimited stamina, and unlimited power. We're called more than conquerors. We are assured that if God is for us, who, who can be against us? God created you to do more than settle for surviving. He invited you to thrive. Stand with me, if you will, this morning. Hallelujah. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you'd like to partner with us financially to spread the gospel further, please go to c3outlet.com give. Have a great week.